0: Oh, it's so wonderful to see you again. Come in and unwind. Welcome back to the Celestial Cafe, a podcast for the magical mind.
1: So come, take a seat. Would you like something sweet? A star drop potion for the soul? Maybe an enchanted eclair as a
0: treat? I just baked a batch of warm cookies with a dash of moonlight. I wonder what will happen if you take a little bite.
1: Here's your bewitching beverage. Let each sip melt your worries away it's time to open your mind. I wonder
0: what magic awaits us today. Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to the Celestial Cafe podcast. Uh, today is a mini episode, so it's just me, Hey Shady Lady, and the wonderful, lovely Panthera the Feralwood Witch. Hi Panthera! Hi! How are you today? I'm doing- Good. I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be a little different. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. This is not like any episode we've done, really. I don't think, because I think with stuff like Faye and unicorns, they very neatly tie in a little, a little less messily with with witchy <laughs> magical stuff. So y'all are definitely going to have to let us know how you feel about this episode. um Me and Panther were just chatting before we started recording that we're not sure that there's really going to be interest in this, but I I hope there is. Yep. This is one of my favorite subjects and i'm gonna edit this right here to the start of the episode and say that all of this episode is not us having done research but just rambling off the top of our heads so fact check everything we're saying it's
1: what's a big old
0: grain of salt
1: it's a fun episode we're having fun this is just for entertainment
0: none of this stuff is we're just being we're just bantering so don't take it all don't take it too seriously (laughs) it's a great time so buckle up okay We needed a disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah, we needed a disclaimer for this (laughs) one. Uh, The suspense is probably killing you. We're going to be talking about cryptids today. Um, Yes. So cryptozoology. Modern monsters. Yeah, all the little creatures hidden in the corners, which um, I don't know, like, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this subject. And I don't know exactly what we're gonna cover. So definitely let us know um, if there's any specific spots you'd like to see us take this conversation. But we're definitely in improv mode today and just kind of seeing where yeah. seeing where this goes. But um before we get too deep into that, this is uh the Celestial Cafe podcast, and we're a podcast for magical minds. And we chat about full moons, astrology, witchy magical goodness. Um, and that's our our main stuff is usually the full moons each month in astrology. But we're kind of dabbling in Variety episodes with uh, Two more yeah. episodes per month So we're Some
1: new and exciting topics Which has been really fun to kind of delve into These
0: more niche subjects Yeah, so. <laughs> they've been a lot of fun to listen to When I'm editing too uh, They're they're just, it's cool to hear us Like kind of dig into You know, like stuff like the Fae episode And the unicorn episodes for example And like the cats and their tie-in with magic It's, um, it's cool for me to be able to learn stuff as I'm editing too. Uh mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just been like a nice little uh, nice little addition so if y'all um are listening on podcasting platforms um hello uh we also post on youtube and we live stream at twitch.tv slash hey shady lady twice a month um you can find all of our links at celestialcafe.org big thank you to our new patrons we're so excited thank you everyone so much thank for the support you. and for joining the discord hello it's been awesome to uh, meet all of you new wonderful friends so without further ado Let's get into it, Panthera. Where do we even start? So... I kind
1: of Maybe we should talk about Like when we decided To do, talk about this topic So we do like A once a month meetup With all the co-hosts together And we kind of like Look at everybody's schedule And see like Because the mini episodes Are only two hosts And we have like Topic ideas For for each of those And it's usually like Things that we have in common With one of the other hosts Or like uh, You know Like Shady and Dukesley Are really into astrology Whereas me and Fuchsia Are a little more into like The crafty side of witchcraft So it's really fun to like uh get to dive deep into a little niche topic so and one of the things that me and shady really have in common is that we we really like cryptids we like <laughs> we really monsters myths like okay. and legends oh <laughs> but <laughs> um, <laughs> you still need to post that stream
0: on your youtube oh my channel God. one day yeah, but we've previously we done a done... tier list stream yeah, yeah we previously <laughs> did a um live stream where we were doing um it was a charity reward. Was it was a charity it, reward uh, for no, a charity was, stream you had. Was it pass, smash or pass, or was it no? We no, were ranking, ranking him in like yes. in <laughs> smash or pass uh, in <laughs> tier levels. It was like S plus was like take me out on a date and then someone were like this is <laughs> my bestie. best friend yeah. would
1: hang out with and like don't touch me yeah, and get, get the fuck away <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it was a very fun time it was very silly so we're not gonna be diving into that this time um <laughs> although there may be hints of it around the corners but uh but we're I guess we're just gonna be talking about them in general I don't know mm-hmm. how long have you been into cryptids and cryptozoology and stuff like that I have been into cryptids for a
1: very very long time so i growing up as a kid i was not like a, a disney channel or a nickelodeon kid i was an animal planet discovery yeah, channel kid i was both yeah, but- <laughs> yes so i would watch like uh the corwin experience and crocodile hunter Do you remember and this guy called john
0: acorn the nature nut no? I don't
1: think so, but I think we've talked okay. about this before and He's I think you showed it. He's the bug guy, right? Yeah! He had this
0: song about ladybugs that so was like, ladybug, ladybug, munching on See, I'm not a bug person. I was oh, like, he was like Steve Irwin yeah. was
1: like my my hero. Like I, I loved was him. I sobbed when he passed away. I like rest to get home peace. from school um, <laughs> and
0: watch Yu-Gi-Oh! but I also like to get home from school and watch John Acorn the Nature <laughs> Night. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I would watch documentaries and everything. Um, I loved animals and I would fall asleep every night too. Once I I got TV in my room, I would fall asleep to Animal Planet or Discovery Channel. Um, And late at night, it would be like 2 a.m., Animal Planet. So I I have this thing too where I dream about like what's playing in the room but i would so wake up with these nightmares these like monster nightmares and it would be like this monster show that would play at like two or three a.m on animal planet and it would like affect my dreams so I, and then i'd wake up and then i'd like be watching this show about like this episode's about like the mongolian death worm or like, Ooh, all this shit okay. <laughs> and it was so good but um and then I also remember reading a book when I was uh younger, too, called Cryptid Hunters, um, which I guess I'll link it. It's like a young adult book, but it was pretty good. And it's about the, um, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but the Mokale membe in yeah. the Congo. It's like the dinosaur cryptid. So it's about like two two kids who like go uh meet up with somebody and they're they're like investigating that that cryptid but so those things kind of like spawned my um my interests but i'm also i went to school for animal uh biology so just like animal sciences has always been very fascinating to me and i definitely think that there's the possibilities of you know creatures that we don't have the technology to necessarily like detect or find. Like, we only very recently got proof of giant squids, and now you can go see one in the yeah. Smithsonian Natural History Museum, which is incredible. But that used to be uh, a cryptid, like, we didn't know that they existed. So, I, I think there's definite
0: possibilities. I was looking at the Wikipedia list of cryptids earlier um, <laughs> as my last-minute preparation for this episode, uh, <laughs> and I came across one on the list that is called the thylacine. I think I'm yes. pronouncing that right. Thylacines. Mm-hmm. They're
1: a. Um, they're now endangered, or they're extinct now. Yes. But um, the Tasmanian tiger is also, I believe, another name for that. Tiger,
0: aka Tasmanian wolf. It's a marsupial. It's very interesting Mm -hmm. looking. Um, And it's only recently, like, there's video that exists of this creature. Yes. Um, It's
1: it's a very recently extinct animal. You can also see that at the
0: Smithsonian Natural History Museum, not sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) So I was looking at this list with Dukesley, and Dukesley's like, why is this guy here? It's literally real. And so I started, like, digging (laughs) into it. And the reason that the thylacine is on the list of cryptids is because there's speculation that it's not fully extinct and there are some that mm-hmm. it still exist and so in the land of cryptid hunting there is a like subsection of that like subculture to find, that is interested like, and will hunt the thylacine in the same way that people hunt bigfoot interesting That's so it's cool. kind of become a cryptid through its extinction which is which is interesting to think about yeah
1: that's fascinating to me. I think that's so cool cuz like um I think of like other animals that we thought were extinct and weren't. Like the um this I'm, I'm probably going to mispronounce this again but the coelacanth, um it's like the the fish from the dinosaur age. Oh yeah. these like ancient fishes. Um and those we have now found, um they just like swim extremely deep and they but they live so long. They're they're ancient. Like even like the ones that exist are like old old fish. But it's crazy like what we what we don't know. And when we think about like the ocean and like the possibilities of like what could be there that we don't necessarily we've explored or we know
0: less about our own oceans than we know about like space, which is insane yeah, to me. The, I don't know. And then this is a whole other episode I could get into, but <laughs> space is the ocean and ocean is space and there's like a portal that's that's a whole because <laughs> but they're they're just as expansive and they're just as mysterious mm-hmm. and they're just as dangerous is what it feels yeah. like they both feel like different you uni- like I don't want to say universes because space is not another universe but like whole other realms whole other worlds yeah. with completely different f- laws of physics and like all of this kind of stuff I know <laughs> the ocean still abides by our laws of physics but it doesn't feel like it because we it's move a, slower, because of the max. Like, like fresh, the pressure and everything, everything is, is very different. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's, it's interesting. So another <laughs> animal
0: on like the cryptid list that I'm thinking of in, in relation to what we're kind of talking about right now is the chupacabra, um, which mm. is the goat sucker. Um, and yeah. this is a legendary creature where um, people think it's a vampire thing that attacks the livestock and drinks the blood of the livestock. Um, so I believe that they captured or something, a chupacabra. I saw something on this one time and I saw something on this one time and I couldn't tell you where it was, but Google is a magical creature if you really want to dig into this yourself. But they were, it was either captured or they had like a dead body of one and someone brought it in and Mm they were like, I've got the chupacabra. I caught a chupacabra and they did like a DNA thing on it, DNA test. And it turned out to be like a coyote crossbred Mm -hmm. with a dog of some kind. And on top of that, it was infested or infected with mange so yeah so this was something that people look on and it looks like it's a weird canine creature because it's a mixture of two different uh mm-hmm. species that you may not have seen before and it's hairless and bulbous and weird yeah. because if you've mange ever seen can is very graphic on how it affects it the body it, like and and makes you makes the creature bulbous and strange and bumpy and weird and and kind of it's deformed basically looking. like a type of skin infection um, that affects mostly and like, um, you loo- canines. It lose, they lose their hair. Yeah. Um, so they become like kind of bald looking. So, so the, the creature that was brought in ends up being this, this cross of a, a coyote and some other kind of dog, um, mm-hmm. or canine creature and infected with mange. So this was something that was believed to be an unknown cryptid that is just a weird looking creature that's not weird and and mm-hmm. honestly i feel like this is what's going to happen with everything on the cryptid list like i feel like stuff like mothman this is where my skepticism comes in sorry <laughs> to all the believers um but i i, I don't know about bigfoot and stuff like that but like part of me kind of <laughs> thinks bigfoot is I don't know. Part of me doesn't believe in bigfoot There's at all. There's ones that
1: I potentially believe in more than others, for sure.
0: And I would say bigfoot's pretty low on my list of what I think is possible. I think I bigfoot think. is totally possible. Yeah, I, I can't say that I believe that bigfoot is real, but bigfoot is yeah. Bigfoot is higher on my list of possibilities than something like um, the Loveland frog, for example. The frog, okay, that's-
1: yeah, the
0: frog, <laughs> kind of like. So the Loveland frog is a legendary humanoid <laughs> frog that is supposed to be about four foot tall and it walks on its hind legs. And just what I think like 90% of cryptids are, are just people traveling at nighttime, and they catch half yeah. a glimpse of something and their mind plays tricks on them and or like you see a weird deer poke its head out of like it, it is a deer that's poked its head out but all you see are its yeah. eyes reflecting off the lights you see these big weird horns growing off of it there's a tree behind it that makes it look like it have human arms and then all of a sudden you've got this whole story and then mass hysteria takes over because you go home and tell someone about it and they're like I saw <laughs> that too and it just starts to like and I kind of think when we think about it the world did used to be a much scarier place right when
1: we didn't know as much before we had electricity um, It Um, there were things that could get you much more easily than they can now and there are still places where it is very dangerous to go outside your house at night right I think of like um cougars or like Alaska has like polar bears that will sit be- s- behind your door frame and wait for you to open and close your door and leave your house yeah Oh it's actually horrifying. I'm getting a stalker.
0: Uh, I'm going to file <laughs> oh. stalker charges.
1: <laughs> so like when you think about like something standing beside your door outside the house and you might not necessarily know it's a bear at
0: that time, right? But you hear something large and that's my out point there. is I think that cryptids are born of ignorance, generally speaking, because we have some strange ones on the list, like the thylacine and the chupacabra that are revealed. Like that's the thing is upon further investigation, we are able to identify them as something that's not, um, you know, super Hmm. like beyond, you know, beyond belief. Um, and I believe, Well, do you think that they necessarily
1: have to be, beyond belief to be a cryptid i guess that would because like i think they're mostly just like probably animals that we might not fully know yet it's zoology cryptozoology.
0: Or, it's, yes for yeah, sure so it's the study but this is the thing is when i was talking with um a couple of friends earlier about like what what cryptid should i cover um they were throwing out ones that were like Black Annis, also known as Black Agnes, which is a bogeyman figure in English folklore, and she's like a weird, like warty, long nosed blue hag kind of. Yeah. So like a like a, a a ghost witch, you know, like um a siren, mm-hmm. a, a sirens and things like this. So these get more like mythological creatures. Yeah. So I feel like cryptids
1: and like legends, folklore, myths, monsters. Like there's. It's so hard to like classify because a mermaid these would go in this it, category, right? A mermaid it, is, or is that more human? I guess a bigfoot would be considered a cryptid, and that's mostly humanoid. But humanoid. I guess it, like it kind of yeah. depends, yeah. Like. um... I don't know, like at where <laughs> like mo- with the intelligence level might come into question. Do they communicate? Do they? I, I, like I don't know. Like are they necessarily considered? Like- That's a whole other thing because <laughs> like
0: when we think about something like Mothman, Mothman is this weird, enigmatic. Like you only see these like giant moth. I don't think it looks like moth wings at all. I think they look like weird, like angel or like giant bird wings, but um, with glowing red eyes. And people were saying they saw Mothman... I, what was this point pleasant um yeah and uh they saw him before a major tragedy struck so he was mm-hmm. kind of like a, a an omen or was he yeah. there to protect people or was he there because he knew tragedy was going to strike like that that was kind of the thing circling around mothman and so mothman would be uh, an entity of great intelligence at this point and i also would say along these lines that the bigfoot uh Subset, Yeti, Yowie, all of them are mm. highly intelligent creatures as well, because they have avoided or um escaped, evaded. That's the word I'm looking for. They've evaded human capture this entire time. also um, well, so I don't know if um evasion necessarily
1: coincides because I think of like the coelac- coelacanth fish. Again, I don't know if I'm when saying right. It might be about- called So coal- that was Canth- just kind of dumb but- luck. Uh, th- yeah like they just we thought it was extinct and then we found one
0: and I we had no clue that they you, were still alive if you, you get like, deep so, into the bigfoot hunting culture bigfoot are intentionally hiding from us and also okay, i will say i'm not also, like super oh, I, love, bigfoot rabbit it's, I love watching like <laughs> hunting bigfoot documentaries and all of this kind of i've watched some crazy uh-huh. stuff some people have like Did truly you? lost okay, their so lives a little,
1: to it wow that's crazy I'll have to, I, this I'll is I'll a little to off the topic but um, when I was going to college for my animal biology, we were in a um, ecology course where we would have trail cameras. We would go, we went out to this, this person's like land that they let us have um, for research purposes. And so we would set up these trail cameras all through and we would log the, all the different animals that we saw, and we had to like, you guess the deer population for the animals for this like region based off of the the photos and things like that well one of my friends he got a gorilla suit and went and like went in front of the trail cameras and oh my god our professor was like obsessed he like got all the pictures and he sent them off to like a fur specialist no. like he thought that we had like that's so- discovered <laughs> that's <so embarrassing. laughs> The first specialist was like, this is synthetic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was it was really fun. It That's was a it was a fun
0: like three weeks in our class and my teacher thought we had caught Bigfoot. That's so. silly. <laughs> Yeah, there was um, a documentary I was watching. I'm going to describe it to y'all because there are so many Bigfoot documentaries. I know I watched it on Amazon Prime um, and it was about a man and it was like a cameraman was following this one guy around who was essentially homeless, question mark, um, by choice. He and he had adult grown children who were like sad that their dad had dedicated his life to Bigfoot and um, he just would like literally go camp in the woods and just just like nomadically Uh travel around and he had Uh like um a a girlfriend air quotes that he would stop by and like do his laundry and stay with her but but there wasn't really a relation it's this whole like little drama going on so you like get wrapped (laughs) up in this guy this individual man's life but you also realize that he's willingly chosen to live in the wild hunting bigfoot and he is a thousand percent sure that bigfoot's real because he saw him at some point and he knows what he saw kind of thing and now it's taken over his life and he's on a mission to prove that it's real yeah um and but there was something in that documentary where he sent a sample away that he had found to some kind of scientist guy and the scientist guy was like this is actually like pretty compelling i can't identify this but it's definitely organic and it's definitely this that and the Mm -hmm. other so this is and that was the guy's like this is this is you know but it was it was it not quite this is it but it's like i told you i'm on the right track just let me let me do what i'm doing and um so really interesting and and less so like a study of bigfoot and more so a study of maybe kind of like um moby dick obsession you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah Um, but i uh, could see that i don't know i i find bigfoot um very interesting. And there mm-hmm. Bigfoot, the Bigfoot rabbit hole goes so deep though, because there's like a subsection of Bigfoot where it's like, um, they're intentionally like it, it there, there's another, there's another thing called missing 411. Have you ever heard of this? no i haven't so this is people that go missing in um i think 411 is the number you call when someone is missing or something like that which is why it's mm-hmm. called that but this is a guy who is specifically studying people who go missing in national parks that and i have heard okay the people missing in the national parks and it's with,
1: a it's a little with, bit creepy yes it's somebody very, who goes to national
0: parks. a very specific <laughs> subset of like it has to be within water. It has to be, no, mm-hmm. no, it can't be near water. It can't be during inclement weather. It can't be this. He has all of these yeah. like requirements that if any of or these what are checked, then there's no way this falls into our category of what we consider the missing 411 cases. And there's all kinds of insane cases, like a four-year-old that disappears and shows up like 20 miles away up a tree yeah. with no wounds. and my rational mind I've is heard of people being like um
1: lost like at the bottom of canyons and found above canyons where they would have to like Just
0: insane stuff travel insane no, distances no logical sense as to how they could have gotten there or travel distances and have no marks on them or their feet are, are, are like not dirty or anything like that and they've been barefoot the whole time all they'll find is people's clothes that are like so it's it's this whole subset and he never says Bigfoot because he's (laughs) trying to keep it credible. He's trying to keep his research credible. But if you start, if you dig and you're, you're asking the questions and you're following the leads, you're like, so you think this is Bigfoot? You think this is, and that, I think that's kind of like something that, that sort of set me off down the whole Bigfoot rabbit hole, but taking it further, it's also like some kind of, conspiracy because it's it's also at this point would be known by the government that this is happening and then there's speculation and this isn't by the guy that does missing 411 but in this subset there's like the speculation that um it's uh linked with um ufos and stuff like that too and Mm -hmm. also dimensional interdimensional traveling (laughs) and then this links in with stuff like uh um Oh, no. What is that area? Uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Have you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? I've heard of it. I don't know the the details. Again, there's a really but interesting I um, documentary. I think this was either on Netflix or Amazon, but it was a group of people that went out to study it. And there are measurable, insane radioactive, like, or you know, they use the radioactive things and there's measurable like, whoa, Mm -hmm. you gotta be careful it's like x-ray, whatever the x-ray is put off, you gotta be careful not to spend too much time here, you're gonna get like radio radiology, whatever that kind of thing is, so there's definitely radiation poisoning, yeah, Yeah. so there's definitely something measurable happening there, whether it's a cryptid or a creature or an alien or whatever remains to be seen but there's absolutely like something scientific measurable See, Things in
1: the desert out there freak me out too, because <laughs> like I <I'm> also <laughs> I feel like our government tested some crazy ass shit. That's what I'm thinking desert.
0: too. Is it's just
1: and when you say things like ra- measurable radiation, well, and all my, the my thing- boyfriend works in nuclear. For the those of you don't know, like- so anytime it's like radiation, like. That I that I gotta know about. Like we with, have one of the measures. Nice cryptids things. and stuff
0: is? <laughs> it's there's there's one layer of it that's like very surface level of like you know I saw a weird shadow in the dark and now I think it was Moth Like mm-hmm. you know these like I saw something weird and I can't explain it, so it's a cryptid kind of thing. And then it starts to get into the like when you really start to hunt and dig into them. What is And it takes you down a whole conspiracy theory guy from that TV show with the board behind him, conspiracy Charlie, whatever. You know, (laughs) that whole like connecting all the dots, and you're like, I swear. And and it's not so much that I believe in Bigfoot, so much as it is that I enjoy um the search. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy the mystery and the intrigue. Um and Mm -hmm. coming down I love a good puzzle. Like I do. And coming down to that word mystery, um, When we were talking about this episode last week and how we kind of, or a couple of days ago, whenever it was, and how we kind of wanted to do this, we were, we were talking about kind of approaching this or discussing to how you would work with these cryptids in magic. Like, yeah. So when I first thought of this episode, I thought it would be, and
1: maybe, I mean, we've already gotten pretty far now, so (laughs) we'll see how far we can keep going, but, um, I was thinking about it and like, you know, me and Dukes, I like, just talked about our Faye episode and, you know, well, I'm just going to use the same like terminology that I use then. Let's just assume that like everything is, is possible. Everything is, is real, theoretically speaking. Um, how many of these sightings might be Faye that are just, you know, being interpreted in a different way? Like, and. You know, we're very familiar with like how the stories of the fae in um the kind of like Gaelic Celtic countries, they be right? Up Scotland, us. Ireland. Yeah. What well, who's to say that just native or North American fae don't look different, feel different, seem different? Like, you know, we might I'm just going to use leprechauns as the example because that one I feel like most people know are over there and over here we have bigfoots we have Mothman. we have chupacabras yeah. you know um it's just very different and um i don't know i'd love to have like uh some indigenous american practitioners on here to talk about like legends and myths yeah, and things like that, that really cool. um for for the americas i think that would be so fascinating but i think that um i don't know i think there's definitely like a, a possibilities that um some of these things we just we don't understand what they are or don't have the technology to necessarily like fully determine if it's if it's real or not at a quite certain yet point so
0: in this technological state that we live in at a certain point if there is not proof of it it's not real. Do you know what I mean? Where are the pictures of Bigfoot? And this is the thing is that we had Mm -hmm. so much evidence coming forward back in the 60s, the 50s, the 70s. And then once technology started advancing, sightings drop off. There's no video evidence. There's no photographic evidence. Like all of this kind of, and the same thing, well, no, -hmm. UFOs are going in the opposite direction. I was going to say, actually, so that was
1: actually going to be part of like, where I was going to go, but like, didn't we get like, um, Leaked or like a released documents, basically saying that the Pentagon does believe that there are UFOs, and like nobody like really talked about it. Yeah, because what are we? They're supposed are unidentified objects. What are we, objects? Objects. What, yeah, what are we I supposed know, to do like, about it, What are we supposed to say? <laughs> I, don't know, I just expected like a million documentaries to like pop up and be like, "We were right" or something. I don't know. Something. UFOs and
0: cryptids are not the same thing
1: they're in completely no.
0: different categories <laughs>
1: but they're they're very similar in terms of like um the culture around it the disbelief the frowned upon by the scientific Naughty community lore. Now you're not frowned me. upon if
0: you don't believe in aliens kind of thing. But then we're going to get into Maybe. Project Bluebeam and like fake alien invasions. <laughs> well, and she I don't even dukesly do, like, <laughs> want to do an alien episode. I'm not the alien person. Aliens freak me out. I, I hate all of this shit. Though. Look, Exiles <laughs> is my jam. And this is the thing is you're talking about how you got into cryptids and stuff. Mulder. Oh Fox yeah, we Mulder. never talked about yours. <laughs> <laughs> he turned me on to so many things, including. Never mind. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so not thinking about Fox Mulder and a speedo right now. Um, <laughs> he. F- made the, I want to believe, poster famous, right? With the, with the UFO yeah, on it. But he also course. had like a lot of Bigfoot associations and he was hunting vampires. The first like two or three seasons of, of X-Files were very focused on cryptids and the later episodes became all about uh, aliens um, and mm-hmm. government conspiracies and all of this. So, but it was like sewer monsters, swamp monsters, you know, a uh, big feet, mm-hmm. bigfoot, whatever, um, and all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I definitely think that that was a part of my um, cryptid awakening. Was was X Files, <laughs> but also just um, mystery. I love horror. I love a uh, weird, creepy bumps yeah. in the night. I like love the paranormal, unexplained yes. things. Um, yeah, things. Yeah, I. Be Beyond Celestial belief fact- Cafe plays Phasmophobia. When <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Um, there's a show called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction that I used to really I, like when I was a kid. I remember that. Yeah, um, those types of things have always attracted and interested me. So um, yeah, and of course, like the older I get, the more the more you know. There's there's been spare time to fill throughout these thirty plus years of life I've lived. So <laughs> I've gone down many a rabbit hole just out of my little silly curiosity. But yeah, I do believe that aliens and um, and cryptids are in a different category. I I would completely mm. put them in separate spaces. Although these like sightings and trying to prove that aliens are real, it it aligns. This is why I say they're cousins, but I feel yeah. like they they fall in different categories cuz they're going to take us in very different directions. Maybe unless you believe absolutely. that Bigfoot is an alien, which some people do. So <laughs> uh, or, or like you're saying yeah, like, fey, like but then we're going to get into semantics here where I think words are used by different people but they're describing the same thing like some people might say yeah. a- angels and other people might say aliens and i i believe that mm-hmm. that's the same thing that they're they're using a different word to describe so the same thing could be happening with fey and cryptids for mm-hmm. sure um but i do think that fey are typically behave differently than some of these and then folklore Well, it depends right you've got some
1: um more animalistic type fae like the kelpie or something like that where
0: it's the horse that lures you away um so i think it kind of depends That's the thing is some of some of the cryptids don't have this like story to go with them beyond it's just no, like Loch Ness f- monster Lothness right just-, just a Creature. A, a creature um, in the lake, and but then there's other ones that have this very folklore like uh, I want to say like the Bakaneko, the Japanese one, like they or um there there's there's all kinds of like Japanese or even mothman, it's, like it, yeah, like mothman has a. Folklore legend around yeah. there's a legend around the Loch Ness monster, but Mothman is like you see Mothman and something bad is going to happen. Specifically, kind of yeah, and um, Bigfoot doesn't quite have that. But if you think mm-hmm. of something like uh, I was talking about earlier with the Black Agnes, Black Anna, Black an- Annis, um, that that's a blue faced hag or witch that haunts the countryside of this very specific place. And this mm-hmm. is there. I think that there's a Japanese, and I don't know if this is an urban legend or. Uh, but I do believe I don't know if cryptid would be the word that would be used but it's a Mm -hmm. a, a terrifying woman um, who if you pass her in the night this could just be a creepy pasta don't come for me Um, (laughs) I can't remember now but uh, if you pass her and she smiles at you and uh, she's got like a a black Dahlia kind of like cut up to the ear Mm. smile um, and you're afraid of her then she kills you um, or something like that she asks you if you like her smile you say no she kills you you say yes then she gives you a smile to match Hers. so it's a lose-lose situation right but i guess one loses yeah. worse than the other <laughs> but this is again an example of like a cryptid creature entity mm-hmm. ghost paranormal whatever with a story that, or that a has myth a associated story. a legend yeah and it's to me that's a little different than um like even something like the kentucky goblins which have if you have mm-hmm. you heard of these little three-toed yes. guys um <laughs> in Kentucky but there's a there's another documentary called Hellier H-E-L-L-I-E-R that I found very enjoyable if not slightly cringy but it's you know it's cool because it's just real people and they're just like like little goth cool like you you feel like you could meet them at a coffee Let's shop check it out. You know. Yes. and they're just going off and they're they're investigating the different the specific cryptid the Kentucky Goblin they're using like EMF readers and doing all the stuff you see in ghost hunting um but mm-hmm. they're applying it to cryptids, which I found, um, you know, interesting. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, when you
1: talk about, like, a myth or a story associated, the one that always comes to my mind is, like, the Jersey Devil in the mm. Pine Barrens of uh, New Jersey, where they're supposed to like come down your chimney and like steal babies and eat them
0: that sounds very
1: fae like to me though i know that's that's the thing is
0: i think that there could be like a a section of like these cryptids could Mm -hmm. be put into different categories where like this cryptid has fae qualities to it like Mm -hmm. this this uh the the ona the japanese woman with the split mouth like Mm -hmm. that sounds like a fae or an entity of some kind that that there's there's there are consequences for interacting with this entity as compared (laughs) to just a like is there a consequence to interacting with an animal monster right yeah just Uh, essentially an animal the 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 chupacabra Mm -hmm. right these don't have consequences or like some kind of like and so that's I don't know. We could even probably <laughs> sit and categorize these and come up with the that celestial one, we cafe. We'd have to do
1: that a lo- at some time. Yeah, I would love to like talk with like an actual folklorist too, maybe. And maybe there is already do- like a definition as to what designates be. like a myth versus a legend versus a. Uh, you know, a cryptid or something like that. Um, So I don't know, that'd be, we'll have to do some extra research and (laughs) and get back on that. Let us know if you guys are interested in a categorizing episode. But um, so I'm going to bring this back to like our other conversation about like potentially working with cryptids like in witchcraft. And I think that this is very pop culture kind of witchcraft, like uh, in a way where um, if you guys aren't familiar with pop culture, witchcraft, it's usually working with like um, characters as like archetypes in your practice, so like uh, the hero archetyped, or or like the kind of high priestess archetyped, and that my high priestess archetype might be Galadriel from Lord of the Rings in your mind, or like the um the mentor might be uh, Gandalf, uh, Lord of the Rings, or something, right? So um, or the hermit. that might just be, be Gandalf,
0: the yeah. hermit,
1: yeah, exactly. So kind of like using characters in pop culture uh, to kind of like fill the well, archetype getting
0: into pop culture sounds like my my type of shit you know what i mean research yeah so that's one of the reasons i was
1: like um so theoretically speaking if you wanted to work with cryptids like you would work with the fey or like an archetype in kind of pop culture witchcraft um what are cryptids if not like modern day myths and legends kind of right that are being especially if you're in an area Um, like we have the the Lake Erie monster near me, which is a, a creature that it's supposed to be kind of like a giant sea serpent, I believe that like lives in Lake Erie, which does get like extremely deep. But we also have sturgeon right in the lake, which are giant fish. And I know sturgeon are one of the possibilities for the Loch Ness monster too that they've talked about. But theoretically, that's a, that's a very like local legend for my area, right? If I wanted to work close more closely with my land and the stories of my land, that might be a good possibility for me. So I thought we could maybe talk about like potential cryptids and like. I don't know if you were going to work with like Bigfoot, what would that look like? (laughs) Or like, or theoretically speaking, if you wanted to protect against things in your area and you maybe live near the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, how would you keep away a a creature of the night like the Jersey Devil? And how might you apply that to your protective practices and your witchcraft? I
0: was going to say, I feel like you could be like harnessing the power or the archetype of the creature in your magic practice. Um... In, and in that case like I feel like if I were going to be channeling or using Bigfoot's energy in anything then it would be in a way to be unseen by someone who was looking mm-hmm. for me right like so, yeah, someone is like really shielding tra- like so I've got a stalker a or something like that or I'm I'm trying to get through. or you just don't want to be bothered on your way into work literally right? you take That's public what transportation
1: say. and you just don't want people looking at you I know a lot of people utilize like shielding in this way right they just want to be unseen so uh, kind of like channeling the the bigfoot energy is very different than like invisibility energy if that makes sense if you're channeling like a
0: spell or something or the visualization of it also like archetypally archetypically um big and strong Mm -hmm. solitary Um, and very protective of itself, hard to find, hard to see. So I feel like these qualities, if you were kind of channeling Bigfoot in your work are what you would kind of be harnessing with working with Bigfoot energy, um, which I think is pretty cool sounding. And it could be really useful in very specific situations, um, or not even specific, but literally like, I just don't want to be bothered. Like I don't want people to see me. I want to slip through, I want to slip through areas unnoticed. Um, and I want to feel protected and I want to feel like if someone comes to mess with me, then there's no issues because I'm big and strong and tough and, you know, um, yeah. And on all of this stuff. So, uh, I, what, it's another one like mothman i feel like would be mm-hmm. v- similar in some ways but intuitive it, is what i like associate yeah, now with like uh, sure. remembering like the the
1: omens and things like that so it might be something to kind of tap into when you're doing divination works and things like that like looking ahead like what do i need to look out for here in the future um when
0: you're asking questions like that kind of the opposite of bigfoot and that mothman was seen by dozens of people in that area. Mothwina was very seen. Um, Mm -hmm. and wasn't trying to hide itself when it and so like i think opsos probably like there was a bit of like the watcher feel to mothman like yeah it, a lot of people observant like, like i'm here, like, what was what was it they they him it therefore uh they were there to observe question mark they were there to witness they were there to prevent they were like and then this is the thing is like any of these cryptids when you're working with them you're going to be channeling mystery whether you want to or mm-hmm. not, because that's what they're associated with. That's kind with. of
1: almost everything in the occult, though. True, sure, right? Yeah. Um, let's say you're you're starting to dabble into deity work or working with the Fey or angels or whatever you're interested in. When you're taking those first steps, there's a lot of skepticism. There is a lot of unknown, right? And I think it's it's healthy to have that. And I think that it's um I don't know. I, I'm definitely skeptic as fuck, and that's never going to go away. Um, no matter how many different like experiences that I might have, the next thing I'm still going to be just as skeptic with, I feel like. Um, and I think that's good because that's what kind of like keeps us in check and it keeps us focused on, okay um. What what am I experiencing? And can I look at this from a um, I always look at things from like a scientific lens. And I, th- I think I've talked to you about this, too. Like even when seeing like um, patterns and numbers or animals and things like that, I always like to see if I get the same sign at least three times and then I start really paying attention. It's like, OK, now this is odd. It's happened three times now. OK, I'm, I'm really paying attention now. And I would still apply that in, in all of these uh, endeavors. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm definitely probably come across um very skeptical. Um but I I think that I like to start from that spot until I'm mm-hmm. convinced and I think that's kind yeah. of my stance um generally speaking depending. There's probably some stuff where but I don't know, I was definitely convinced by a, a LSD <laughs> That's a lot of stuff that I was skeptical about, where it's like, no, hold on a second. But, uh, and now now there's certain things where I'm just like way on the other side and I'm like, now I'm fully convinced and you got to convince me to be unconvinced. Like, good luck. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think that at the end of the day, like I, I find, um, I find that our collective belief in cryptids, I think like a mark of human nature uh, to be curious and to be um, explorative and inquisitive uh, and um, looking for answers and looking for, for, you know, I think that it's just our search for mystery and our search to uncover the unknown. I think yeah. that that's a big marker of what it is. I think as humans are just like innately
1: curious beings and we're always going to be trying to like... Seek out and explore the unknown, and I mean that's that is science too, right? Science is uh, the whole goal of science is to to explore the unknown and to identify it and categorize it and understand it. So I I don't know I I am definitely very skeptical. I would say that generally speaking, I don't believe in something until proven otherwise. Um, but also, I feel like lately I've just been like. You know, but what if like and isn't the world just a little bit of a more magical, fun place, like thinking that those things are there? And like, even if it's like done in a playful way, I I think that having these conversations and stuff like that, uh, when it gets down to it, they're they're fun. They're enjoyable, I, and, and that's the, that's what it always yeah. is.
0: I remember being like ten years old, thirteen, having my first slumber parties, and the three AM conversations about: Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do you believe in aliens? Oh. Have you? What's the <laughs> scariest thing you've ever seen? Tell me your ghost stories. Those were always my favorite memories and my favorite experiences with people, yeah. and some of my favorite conversations to have. You can't, you will get to know someone so well through a conversation about yeah. cryptids and paranormal stuff. Don't zodiac sign tell me your favorite cryptid and why and if you believe in them yeah (laughs) and then i that's the thing is i want to backtrack that i i do think that bigfoot is top on my list of the majorly popularly known cryptids of Mm -hmm. likely to be i like real um that's that's the one that I believe in the most I think out of and not gotcha. like the, not like the sign or whatever it was called mm-hmm. thylacine, not like these yeah. ones that are that are extinct animals that we're now on the hunt for any survivors of or yeah. um but these ones it's like Mothman Bigfoot Jersey Devil yeah. like these are these are clearly mythical creatures but I think that Bigfoot mm-hmm. is bigfoot makes sense to me and if i was bigfoot my ass would be deep in the caves and i wouldn't be anywhere near (laughs) humans because we're fucking crazy and they probably are smart observing they're like they're gonna scoop me up and put me in a cage and experiment on me nope i'm gonna stay way the hell out here and uh and so which to say that some
1: of them haven't already been snagged by our obviously super trustworthy government yeah
0: <laughs> that's possible what purpose would it serve to keep something like that secret that would have to imply that Bigfoot would have to be has some they're either some kind <laughs> of threat, or, threat. Yes. or Bigfoot has some kind of like super power or like this is the blood that the elite are drinking to stay young or something oh <laughs> you know it would have <laughs> to be, crazy because otherwise why would they keep it a secret <laughs> yeah so what what cryptid is top of your list as most likely like you most likely to most believe in likely i think for me it's the water ones
1: like um, like nessie. because like i don't know if nessie necessarily but i think of like um the kraken, which is essentially, like, the the giant squid, right? Or, like, the ocean is just so vast the and The kraken's un- not just the giant
0: squid. The kraken's, like, the size of a, a United States state. These things are massive. Krakens are, like, galactic. Okay, but so perspective is also, like, very easily thrown. If you see a giant
1: fucking tentacle, you're probably not standing there and looking at it if you were fucking on a ship in
0: 1700s, right? Like... The average kraken was... How big is a real kraken? These are saying 100 feet, 30 meters in length, weigh <laughs> 400 pounds. At, like, how, how big is a real kraken? 400 pounds is not that much. 4,000 pounds, two oh, tons, two okay. cars. According to Scandinavian mythology, the kraken is a horrifying giant sea creature said to be one mile long. Do you understand that? One mile long. No, that's pretty long. So, okay, but like an elephant weighs two tons. So it's
1: like the size of an elephant Okay, wise. but not this but it's other in the water. One. This
0: Scandinavian kraken <laughs> is not an elephant. Elephants are not one mile okay. long. <laughs> no, not a mile long. I was just saying they, they weigh two so, to seven tons. So <laughs> along this line of thought, is Godzilla a cryptid? Um, it's made up by humans, right? So, but, but, okay, you got me flustered. Aren't these all technically made up by humans? Okay, that's like saying Dracula is a
1: right. Crypt- like that's like written. Bigfoot isn't like spawned from a book, right? Is, is
0: Dracula a cryptid? <laughs> this is where we are with this episode. I don't think so. No, <laughs> movie movie magic separate, entirely separate. Those are fictional fantasy worlds. Let's minus Dracula and let's plus vampire.
1: Vampire is a so vampire is where cryptid. It's like- for me, cryptid is very much like animal, like um because of cryptozoology. So for me, it has to be an animalistic creature. I think for me to consider it a cryptid, I would consider a vampire and like werewolf too. Technically, I wouldn't consider a cryptid. I would consider them um, myths and legends. Personally, I think, but that's just my personal like. So like um your uh Black Agnes or um the Japanese with the smile. Yeah. Um those I I technically wouldn't consider those cryptids. I would consider those more like stories, myths, and legends because they're humanoid. Um Bigfoot is kind of like a weird line. Bigfoot's a legend though. There's it's the legend of Bigfoot, it's the legend of Nessie. I'm not saying that i i think that cryptids can also be legends but i don't think that all legends are cryptids does that make sense all cryptids are legends not all legends are cryptids oh the <laughs>
0: semantics going in here <laughs> yeah i'm not sure i because the thing is when i when you think about cryptids and stuff I my mind went to bigfoot i mean not bigfoot uh mm-hmm. well yes but uh godzilla my mind went to vampires my mind went to mermaids mm-hmm. my mind went to these these creatures that are un categorizable they're not in our normal categories and we don't know how to deal with them we don't know what they are we don't know where to find them we don't know if they're real and that's Mm -hmm. to me that's what i feel like defines a a cryptid and i guess like a cryptid does seem like it would be a less uh than human creature but man then we're going to get into a discussion of like Humans being you, the highest on humanity? the pyramid, and why are we so much better than anything else? And and we don't know because we've never met a Bigfoot. They could be way. Maybe there's like an underground shit going on. Maybe the Earth is hollow, and Bigfoot's living inside the hollow Earth. And there's a there's a paradise <laughs> universe happening inside the hollow Earth of the big the the Bigfoot are living in harmony, and their their third eyes are open. Their their chakras are all activated and okay. the aligned. Their almonds are fucking. <laughs> activating maybe, activated. maybe this is going on inside and we don't know because we're too dumb and we think yeah. we're smart we're stuck <laughs> on the 3d yeah we're still we're still in the 3d realm we have not even like we have not ascended at all and bigfoot is like <laughs> Enlightened, right? We don't know because we've never met them. So how can we say that we're smarter than a chup- well? We know a chupacabra. How can we say we're smarter than an essie or we're smarter than a vampire or whatever? Because they're they're yeah. We don't know that they're real. We've never talked to them. We never met them. We don't know, right? This is just the ego of man coming in here.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you took this a
0: whole different route than
1: I was mentally prepared for. Me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like uh, I get uh, this, in this argument with my friends all the time where it's um, it drives me crazy when people say that humans are not animals. But humans literally are animals. We're in the animal kingdom. We are. We're in the animal kingdom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And but you'd be surprised how many people like argue and. Don't at me if <laughs> you don't agree. But like biologically speaking, humans are an animal. We have a, a genus, a species name, right? We're Homo sapiens sapiens. Um, we are classified as animals of the things that exist here on on the earth. And so I guess like it would be from when I say whether they're determined as like human or not. Um, my brain isn't necessarily like intelligence level necessarily, but are they more closely associated with apes? or are they more closely associated with us like in terms of a bigfoot like does their branch branch off of the gorilla's tree or does it like the big apes or does it branch off of ancient um human ancestors like neanderthals or to yeah.
0: analyze its its we DNA and its we bones and all of this kind of stuff we won't know yeah it could be either
1: Cause like, I don't know, like mermaids too. Like we talked about briefly about mermaids, like who knows, like, um, even if they did branch off of the human evolutionary tree, how animalistic they might be or have become if they theoretically do exist. And mermaids to me is actually one that I, I find more likely because like our, our whales are descendant from wolves. Like, uh, that was like an evolutionary, um, discovery that we, was fairly recent, but like, Whales were wolves that went into the water and became water animals, which is pretty kind of insane. So we can definitely evolve back into water. That is proven. That is science. So who that? So that's why I find water things like way more likely than the other, and also because the the ocean is very underexplored and horrifying.
0: you making my brain like fire off synapses and connect little parts that I wasn't ready to think about yet. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a whole mermaid. Our, Our almonds, almonds are being activated right now. We. <laughs>
1: It went a little crazy this episode. What but it's so think? fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so prepared for the fucking um, hollow earth Awakened, awakened bigfoot living in the hollow earth. My enlightened
0: bigfoot in the hollow earth, <laughs> <My enlightened laughs> the hollow earth. <laughs> I theory. I will say, yeah.
1: isn't there like... <laughs> I, I keep down in my
0: back pocket for parties. It's a, it's a, it's a crowd pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> that and the tarot cards <laughs> make
1: the shit memorable. Oh... Uh, but it did remind me of, like, uh, you talked about the people missing from the national parks. And I know one of the theories is that isn't there, like, a giant cave system beneath the United States that is mostly unexplored? I believe you. Like, there's an incredible amount of caves. They're you're saying we're very very into this I after believe the episode, you. But um, <laughs> I checked this, I guess. So I, I, I need to do that. But I have heard, I guess. Um, I don't know how reliable the sources that I heard from was. But... I, I don't know when you said that I was kind of like well isn't there a giant cave system like beneath the like all the natural parks I don't know but we'll, we'll see let us know what you guys thought about this episode <laughs> if you had fun um, I definitely had yeah. fun I had a blast and I just love talking about mysteries and and you know things that we don't fully understand yet as humans so yeah let us know what you think and um,
0: what, what cryptids are local near you yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to talk about the local cryptids near me because I live in the Appalachian mountains of North mm-hmm. Carolina and the shit gets kind of crazy up here. Yeah, so. maybe that'll be our
1: next one is talking about our local cryptids yeah. so we can go more in depth and do some research on them and stuff like so that. So let us know if it's you a like this episode. Test. <laughs> you know,
0: we'd love to hear from you in the Discord or comment in the YouTube video. Um, you definitely reach out to us on Patreon too if you're over the mm-hmm. Patreon. Um, and uh, you can find all of our links at CelestialCafe.org. We would love to. To chat with you and hear with, hear from you, we've got a video podcast going up on YouTube. Spotify now has video included, um, and we have audio podcasts available on all the podcasting platforms. Um, and. I guess that's going to be it. Uh do we know what our next episode is? I don't think we've Next gotten... one is
1: Glamour Magic. It's our four-person oh, episode all yay. about flavor magic, which I'm so excited for. We
0: have been talking about doing this episode for like literally a year. yes So, <laughs> so this is a this is a much anticipated episode for us the hosts. Uh yes. so yeah, Glamour Magic. That'll be fun. All right. Well, I guess we will see y'all in the next episode of Celestial Cafe and I hope y'all have a great start to May and we'll see you soon.